welcome to the OCR Underground Show. Each week, you get the latest research, training secrets of top coaches, and everything you need to crush your next obstacle course race and finish burpee free. Here's your host, SGX coach, Mike Diebler. All right, what's up, everybody? This is SGX coach Mike Diebler, and welcome to episode 46, the OCR Underground Show. Now, this is going to be a little bit of a different episode. Um, I do have a special guest on with me today, so we're going to do a little bit of a different formatting, formatting but um, on with me today, I have SGX coach and uh, RD, Anne LaRue, who's been a frequent guest on the podcast, and We've been working really hard on coming up with a, a really cool program that um, we were ready to unveil, and I figured this would be a great time to get Anne on here and kind of talk a little bit about the program, but really talk about uh, all the things you need to think about when you're putting together a, pro- uh, putting together a program for yourself, whether it's from the nutrition side or the, the training side. So um, let's let's get right into it. How are you doing today, Anne? I'm doing wonderful, Mike. How are you? I'm doing awesome. Thanks so much for uh, taking the time today. Yeah, thanks for having me. So I, I, I'm really excited about what we came up with. And, you know, sometimes as a coach, you want to be everything to everybody where, you know, we know a lot of information and I want to give everything I can to my clients. But sometimes I know there's other people out there that just know more than me at about different topics or have a different perspective or whatever it might be. So, you know, over the, the past year or so that it's been, you know, we, we've been talking and I yeah. think we're kind of on, you know, the same page with a lot of our beliefs, but I know whenever I'm working with a client and they have some of those nutrition questions that come up, I can give some general guidelines to follow, but when they get, you know, a little bit more advanced or if it's a little bit out of my hands, I love having the fact or knowing that I have somebody I can reach out to and, and give them more info. So. I, when I created this program, I, on my end, I had some nutrition stuff in there and I still think it's good stuff, but I know it could have been better. So I was really excited to get you on board and work together to, to really come up with this really all encompassing program. So, um, so let's kind of get into why we, why we felt the need to create a program like this. So what I want to ask you is, what do you see as some of the common problems that people are running into when they're training for a, an obstacle course race? Uh, from a nutrition perspective? Yeah, or, or training, you know, both, yeah. both ends. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, and, and from, you know, in both of those realms, I think that especially for anybody who's just getting into it, people just don't know what they don't know. And there's so many resources out there that are all great. You know, I think from either a training or a nutrition standpoint, all of the resources are great. There, there are some just, you know, crazy off the wall stuff, but for the most part, everything is pretty sound. It's just that it's the right thing for the right person at the right time. And, and, you know, especially when we look at, you know, when you're really wanting to do well, what are your goals? Do you want to win races? Do you just want to get through without injury? Are you just trying to be a, a healthier, more fit person by the end of the year? What are your goals? And and then where, where are you starting from? And even though all of these approaches, you know, you could read 20 different articles on 20 different ways to train or ways to eat. And, you know, if you kept going in this lifestyle, I guarantee you that at every single point, one of those would pertain to you, whether it be for a year or, you know, 10 days or something like 
there's a spot for every approach for every person almost, but people just don't really know when is the time to implement a certain approach. And I'm sure you get that all the time with with training is that people may be doing really great workouts, high intensity, or their runs may be great or whatnot, but for what their goals are, that might not have been the, the best approach at that time. So I think it's just, the underlying is just that people don't know what's right for them at that moment. And, and as you probably see in training, I see it in nutrition, people are usually doing one of two things. They're either eating too much or not eating enough. And when I say that, I don't even mean bad foods or, you know, non-beneficial foods. They could be eating all the right foods, but they're eating too much of them or at the wrong time, or they're eating all the right foods, but they're not eating enough to sustain their training. Do you find that with training programs that people are maybe hitting on things that are a really great approach, but for them right now, it might have, they may have been taking on too much or for the reach of their goals, they're actually not stepping it up in the right fashion? What do you find? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And that's probably the most common issue that I know I personally see with working with clients is they, you know, the, the, the internet can be a great thing and it can also be a very damaging thing. And you see some cool programs out there and, and not that the programs are bad, but if it's saying, hey, you need to go on this 10 mile run right now. Yeah, at some point that might be a perfect fit for your program. But if you've never built up to that or maybe you shouldn't even be running uh, uh, right now. And, you know, I've talked about this on previous podcasts where if maybe running is causing you pain right now, then it's time to say, hey, you know what? More running is probably going to equal more pain. So let me take a step back and find out why is this pain coming up, figure that out first, and then I can start my, my running program. Or same with exercises. Like, is squatting a great exercise? You know, the easy answer is yes, it is a great exercise, but is it a great exercise for you right now based on what you're trying to do? And if your squatting form is not not right on point or, or, or maybe squatting just isn't the best choice for you uh, at this moment, there's lots of other things we can do. And, and I, just like you said with nutrition, I think that's the exact problem that people run into. It's almost that overabundance of information um, yes. where it's not necessarily bad information, but for you at that time, this is not the, the best way to get you a little bit closer to your goal specifically. Yeah, I agree. I think one of the hot topics right now in nutrition is intermittent fasting. And so I've been doing a lot of deep diving into that and trying it out myself. But um, you know, even with something like that, people will ask me, what about intermittent fasting? It's a great thing. It absolutely is with everything that I've read and heard and looked into. It's great. But for, for somebody to try to incorporate intermittent fasting when they don't have all the rest of, you know, knowing if they're getting in enough nutrition, otherwise intermittent fasting could really hinder their performance. And just like with anything else, there's an optimal time to start trialing intermittent fasting and then there's times that it's not helpful so you know knowing that if you're going to start a new regimen like intermittent fasting that's something we should we should start during your off season to, so it doesn't affect your your race season so like you said there's all the information out there most of it is is good it's just that when is it going to be good for you exactly and i think you know, we, we created our, our program really based off of similar things where even I, I think coaches run into this problem where we have a lot of information. And mm. when a client comes to see me, I want them to know. I don't want to keep secrets. I want you to know every single thing I know. But I, you know, especially early in my, my training days, the problem I would run into is I 
pretty much information vomit all over my clients where I, I just throw all of this stuff at them and they're like, this is all really good information, but I just need one or two things right now that is going to help me. And then I, you know, have to take a step back and it's like, okay, what's the one thing we can work on right now that's going to become more beneficial. And I think, you know, as a, a coach, this became helpful where I just thought out what are the key areas of training that I want my client to be aware of? What is the order of importance typically that we're going to work? And then let's go go from there. And I'm sure with nutrition, we'll, we'll see similar where you hear about intermittent fasting. We hear about the uh, ketogenic diets and, and all the shiny, bright, shiny objects out there. But we always have to remember, you know, it's it's tough to not get caught up in those new fancy things. But what's like the one thing that's going to help me right now and that I can build off of? And, you know, is it, is it sleep? Is it just water? Is it just understanding what my, my calories that I'm currently eating are, right? So I'm sure you see a similar thing there with nutrition, right? Yeah. And, you know, and that's when, when you approached me about trying to work together and build this program, that's really, you know, I was already in the works of putting something together. And so this was just came up at really good uh, timing. Um, but, you're absolutely right. It's what I what I tried to do with it is what I always try to do with clients is I tried to put it in. Okay, if I had you know what or take a look at it and say, okay, what is the order of importance for people and really break it down week by week. So I I came up with the ten ten most important areas that I think is important for people to know. But I tried to put it together in a way that each week builds off of the next. So we're not learning completely new approaches each week. We're taking, okay, this is the general, let's figure this out. Okay. And then next week, now we can, now we can take what we already have been practicing and now let's, let's add this on it onto it as well. So that week by week, you're not learning a bunch of different things that you have to figure out how to put together. It's just that we're slowly building them um, and we're really building a foundation. And what I try to do is that no matter if you are somebody who is brand new to looking at nutrition or you're somebody who's been paying attention to your nutrition for years, there's, there's information there. And there's the way that I explained it, that everybody can take it to the next level up. You know, I wanted to make it the information comprehensible so that if you were starting from the ground floor, or maybe you're somebody who's read a lot of stuff and you're just very confused, I just wanted to break it down to, okay, let's just get this foundation. But if you're someone who's been really paying attention and now wants to just understand it further, I tried to make sure that this worked in that direction as well. So that no matter who you are, you can build up a level. But I made sure to do it in a way that's progressive each week. That's not an overload. It's not vomiting all over you, right? But it uh, it felt like it was going at a good progressive progressive rate. Yeah, and I you know I, I tried to do the exact same thing from the training side, where I know I'm going to be working with some people who are just looking to run their first race ever, and some people who are looking to do their first trifecta or their tenth trifecta, or maybe even compete in the elite division and and podium. So. When I developed the program, though, because it's just like nutrition, it's a progressive program. Every week would build off of the previous one. I like, even if you're an elite athlete, just based off of what I've seen, a lot of times those elite athletes are missing some fundamental things. And if we take a step back and almost treat this as a beginner and say, hey, let's let's get these movement patterns better. Let's work on some corrective exercises, some mobility and really build that strong foundation yeah the elite person's going to progress faster but i almost like to start everybody at a very similar spot and then we can control the progression from there but you know i, I think from the training side most people understand that progressive program but a lot of times they don't think about that with their nutrition side where 
you, you start here and then you work to here. We don't just jump and, okay, let's follow this super strict diet and, you know, whatever, eliminating food groups or, you know, something crazy along those lines. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting. You mentioned the elite athletes. I have had the really, I, I, I do a lot of writing for Spartan now from the, the nutrition aspect. I do their food of the week, but I'm also coming up with additional content that they're looking for. So one of the things I decided to do was reach out to some of the pro team members to really kind of dive in with them on their nutrition. And so I had the absolute awesome experience of being able to talk on the phone with uh, Raya Coble, Rose Wetzel, and Hobie Call. And so I got to kind of pick their brains on what their nutrition approaches have been. And I bring that up because, you know, we talk a lot of times, I think people that are running in the elite division are doing really well, competitive, age group, whatever. Um, they, they feel like they have it figured out. And I've been in that boat before too, where I'm like, no, I haven't, fi- you know, that figured it out. I got this. I'm good. What I, you know, and then you realize, oh, there's, there's more to this. There's more that I could learn. Okay. And you just have to be open to that. And one of the, one of the pieces that was something that all three of those pros talked about was that they had to now, because they've been doing it so long, a lot of their eating is intuitive, but all of them went through some sort of learning the correct amount of, you know, macros that their bodies needed um, learning, learning what is the appropriate amount, what sorts of nutrients are important, what are the vitamins and minerals that are really important for power movement and energy metabolism and everything like that. So they all went through the years of really kind of fine tuning and learning. And, and now it's that they're more intuitive about it. And so just to bring it back to that, even the, even them at that level, they took time to really learn what are the key components of, of this. And, and here you have, you know, you can go through all that rigmarole and try to learn it yourself. But I was, I was excited to be able to put something together that's going to help people really pinpoint what are, what are the key things. And I think talking with you as we created this, it was, it really got me thinking about how we really need to ebb and flow the nutrition with the training. Cause I know you're putting people through and thinking through the training comp- components of I know you, we had talked yesterday with a client and really worked together with her and you were talking about the tactical training versus the long run days versus the strength days. And, and it was important. And I think it was a great opportunity for us to talk with her about, okay, what is your, how is your nutrition going to look different based on those, those days? Um, so really kind of melding these programs, I think is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, and actually let's, let's kind of get into that a little bit because it did work out perfectly that, you know, it's really cool. We, we share a client and, uh, she's awesome. And it was really cool yesterday to all three of us be on a call and kind of work together to figure out how can we help her the best and how can we make sure we're all on the same page on, on the training and the nutrition. So let's get into that a little bit. Cause I, I think people may not realize that when they get on a diet plan, they probably want to treat every single day exactly the same, but you also have to take into account what's your training program look like. So from a nutrition, well, I guess nutrition and training perspective, what are just some things people need to be aware of if it's if a high-intensity day, a low-intensity day, a, a long run, a training session? You know, I know we can we can go down a ton of rabbit holes here, but if we just talk really in general, what are at least some things you should be aware of if you um, have these different types of training uh, programs? 
Yeah, so many tentacles, like you said, that we so many areas that we could go down. But in general, you know, um, when when I'm looking at somebody and working with somebody on them and understanding that they're working with a coach on on their training, really important to understand. Okay, you tell me that you're you're doing long, you know, long runs. For example, we talked about yesterday, and that you know the probing questions that I asked were, okay, well, what is a long run right now? Is it you know is it all aerobic and how many miles is it and how long are the strength sessions? And when somebody says strength, it's like, okay, is that high intensity interval type strength? Or is that more of a free weight, really working nice, low, low aerobic, you know, there's nothing really strenuous going on from a cardiovascular standpoint, but it really is focused on stress, uh, strength. And because when I hear training plans like that, or for example, you had a interval run. So when I hear those different training plans, and we're really trying to have work on some precision nutrition to really focus, then I'm thinking, okay, well, on our long runs, we need to fuel a little bit differently. The the amount of nutrition we're going to take in on a day that you may be running 10 to 15 miles, whatever your long run is, the caloric need and what macronutrients those come from are going to be different than a day that perhaps you're doing a five-mile tempo run that's going to be really kind of pushing it to see where you are and you're going to be rope working more of an anaerobic standpoint, which would pull more from carbohydrates, let's say, versus an aerobic standpoint, a long, slow, steady state run, that's really going to want to work more from pulling and and metabolizing fats and and still some carbs and proteins, but primarily fats, which is great tapping into those. Um, But then also, like we talked about with the client, looking at, okay, where do we need to pop in some extra carbohydrates in the form of maybe some nice fruits like watermelon or something like that? Because as you progress her through the week on her, on her training, she's just depleting some of that energy store. So how can we kind of pop some things in? And I think we hit on some really great points because you had mentioned in the call that uh, these next few weeks, you were going to start to kind of up the ante and have her be really wanting to show up at the workouts, pulling a little bit more and getting ready to uh, to up the intensity. And that was great for me to know because I'll be working on that with her over the course of the week, really kind of chiming in and, and touching base with her on, okay, the intensity's, you know, going up with Mike's training. How are we, how are we upping the fuel there to, to align with that? And how are you feeling during and after workouts? So, and, and, you know, it'll be really key for me to hear from you how she is doing in, in those so that I can keep adjusting. Yeah. And, and I think that's a key word right there is adjusting uh, on yeah. both ends of this where people should think about that. You, you need to follow along consistently with a training program, a nutrition program, have some tests along the way, whether it's maybe a race, you know, your first race of the year should you know, if you win it, that's awesome. But most likely it's a test to see kind of where you're at and how the last few months of training have been. And, and maybe if you're like right on point, it's like, you know what, everything looks good. Let's, let's keep doing what we're doing. Or if you notice uh, something happened, I just bonked out at the end or my speed wasn't there or my strength, whatever, right. Then we know let's adjust. And I think that's obviously one of the great things about working with a coach or coaches is they can help you adjust and show you know what you should have been here and we weren't quite there yet so i think we need to make the following adjustments in our next training phase or nutrition cycle or whatever it might be and um you know obviously having a coach is going to make that that a lot easier to do but even if you don't 
it's just being really in tune with your body, really in, in tune with your performance and going through your training, going through your performance and saying, hey, does this, am I happy where, where I am and I'm, I'm progressing along or no, we need to take a step back and start to adjust some things. Yeah. And I know like it, it's for me and I wonder about this for you and, and could this be happening for some of your your listeners is, you know, when I'm working with a client and they're telling me that they're, they're either, you know, they're tired or they're hitting the wall during training or during races, I'm always wondering back and forth in my head, okay, is this a, is this a situation, situation of under fueling or is it overtraining or is it uh, a mixture of both? And I, you know, that's another reason I was excited to work on this project with you, because at least if we have people going through this course at the same time, then those questions, those nagging questions I have in the back of my head of, is this overtraining or underfueling? At least I can go into that with some, a nice ease of knowing, okay, now I know they're following a nice periodized plan. So they're not likely overtraining. And I know for me, I'm, I'm definitely building in what they want for their nutrition. So underfueling shouldn't be there. But do you find that when you're working with clients, if you're not seeing them progress in the way that you know that they want to, or you feel like they could, do you sometimes find yourself wondering, Hmm, I wonder if they're just not eating enough because based on the training that we've been doing, they should be able to do this by now. Do you ever wonder those sorts of things or have you come across that? Yeah, I I mean, absolutely. So if we see something, um, and you know, depending on the technology we have available, we, we monitor the workouts, maybe it's heart rates or perceived exertion or, you know, weights if we're in the gym, whatever it might be. But yeah, if, if I'm like, this is what I had planned, this is what I see you, whether it's a heart rate or the weights you're using. And on a can, you know, everybody has a bad workout. So I'm not going to throw everything out just because you had one bad run or something like that. Maybe it was just a tough day and didn't get enough sleep or whatever. You know, I do want to find out why that happened, but I'm not going to bank on just that one thing. But if I see a trend of, hey, you're just not hitting the numbers that we want to see, what's what's that nutrition look like? And then a lot of times we find out that, well, I'm trying to lose weight right now too, so I really cut my calories down. And, you know, we have an issue with that. And that's a little bit, we talked about that yesterday, but um, weight loss is, is a good goal if, if you need to lose the extra weight to improve performance. But that throws a wrench in there. If, if you're trying to lose weight in the middle of our, um, peak training cycle that mm. that's going to complicate things because yeah, you have to manipulate calories and food intake and it is going to affect performance. So it's really delicate to get both of those going at once. And that's, that's probably the most common thing I see and not when they're not focusing, Hey, off season is the time to really get that, that weight where you want to be. So when we hit the training season, we can just go and you know, obviously we're still watching that nutrition, but we don't have to be so concerned with getting a lower calorie or, or whatever it might be. Um, but, but often I think it comes, I don't know if I want to say more, but on the other end, I think overtraining is way too common. And I, I often joke with my clients, like when I first start working with you, my goal is to make sure you don't get in your own way. I want to make mm. sure that you're not trying to just kill yourself right out of the gate and then we can't make it a whole season. And I like that you you actually brought up when we were on our coaching call how, you know, with your season last year, how well it went and you were 
plugging along and you know you had a very systematic approach to your training and your nutrition and you would be surrounded with other people who were kind of ah, i got this thing going on my knees bugging me in my back you know all these injuries were starting to pop up and you were just like i'm i'm good i'm, I'm pushing through you know not that we can eliminate all injuries but when you follow a, a good solid nutrition plan and a progressive exercise program and we we understand the importance of deloading and taking some time off in that training cycle um, yeah. I, I think that's a big element that people are missing. So they have to be careful on both ends that, yeah, it's under fueling or it's right to that overtraining syndrome. Yeah. And you know what you made me think about is when we talk about, um, you know, what I really try to cover in, in these weeks of this program that we put together is, you know, a lot of times people fall into under, under eating, but at the same time, or, or not like increasing their their intake needs with their training and but also they they don't get enough of a variety of the healthy fats proteins and carbs and so i really try to go over in my in my sessions and in my videos what those are supposed to be made of like what good carbs should you be going for what good fats what protein sources so that you're not only supporting you know supporting the workouts and your and your lean muscle mass but how are you making sure that you are recovering from workouts how are you making sure that your immune system is nice and strong because we have the stress of life but then we also have the stress of these workouts and as much as some you know some of us may really enjoy training it is a stress on the body and so we have to be eating the right variety of foods that are going to help decrease the stress and so i really try to hit on that in my videos as well as making sure that you're understanding like these are the foods that not only we want not just what we should be eating but why and so much much beyond um faster workouts or weight loss is that the foods that we eat do so much more for our body so really i, I really tried to explain that within the videos so that people really understood that that a successful race season also is made up of you know, how many days did you get sick? How often did you have a cold or you're, you you felt sick so you had to cut your run short? If we can come up with the optimal nutrition to avoid having to take days off because you feel like crud, then then that's going to be, you know, at the end of the year, that's something to say. If you never got sick, if you never had GI upset during a race or anything like that, um, that's going to come in very handy if you didn't have to take a day off a month because you're obviously taking rest days, but extra days off per month because you just felt like crap. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, I've talked about on, on previous podcast episodes, how I'm, I'm a big believer in having very systemized recovery methods in your training program, which is why in, in this program, I wanted to make sure, Hey, I'm going to put the 12, my 12 top most effective recovery techniques Let's really dive into them and focus on, hey, every week we're working on these specific things to make sure we don't hit that over overtraining state. And, and if we need a little extra time off, we know how to recover or we know how to monitor our recovery. So we know when we're, 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 lo we're looking for the signs of, you know, the difference between, yeah, it was just a tough workout and I'm going to recover nicely to, hey, that workout just took me over the edge. And now I'm more likely to uh, suffer from an infection or sickness or or other other problems that might come up. So yeah, I'm just such a big believer in that. That's why I want to make that a key part of this program was every week. Hey, let's, let's at least f focus on one new, uh, new recovery thing that you can implement. Um, and nothing crazy, nothing high priced, you know, there's obviously lots of gadgets that look cool. And maybe they work, maybe they don't, but I want it to be very practical and things that you can easily implement uh, every day if you needed to.
Yeah, and I'm excited about, I'm actually looking forward to seeing um, the participants in the in the uh, Facebook group that we're creating, the private group that uh, that we'll be able to, they can, you know, go in there and be able to ask questions or provide comments on any of the content so that we can go in. I'm excited to kind of have the opportunity to go in and maybe do some Facebook live sessions and, and answer some questions because I think it's the feedback of the participants and their questions that is so, like if you have a question, somebody else has it too, I guarantee it. So I love the questions and the comments. Um, that go on in that conversation because there's always a conversation to open up. And so I'm excited about the chance to take not only what we've put together, but that's going to be an ever growing and morphing thing because the participants just keep it growing. Yeah. And, and just to build off of that, it, um, with, with this, it is a, a live program where it's evolving because, you know, both of us are very, um, hold education a very high, highly that we want to make sure we're keeping up with everything out there. And we also are working with clients every single day so we can implement things, test them out, see how they work. And then, hey, this, this is working even better than this other technique I was using. I have no problem saying, you know what, the other way worked well, this way works better. So we're going to change it up a little bit because we're always learning new things. And that's, that's another cool part of this about this program is we're going to change uh, for the better if, if we need it, needed to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's ever changing. I mean, I think what 10 years ago, nobody could have ever imagined that so many people would be training for obstacle course racing. And every year we're learning better and better ways to to train. So to think that we're to think that we figured it all out at this point would be insane. So so, yeah, it's going to you know keep evolving. Yeah. And that's that's exciting to me. I think it can be frustrating to some people that, oh, I thought it was this and now it's this. And, you know, it's not to say that 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 other way was wrong we're just you know this might be a little bit better so but you know in that same regard what i always tell people that i'm working with is you know what i'm telling you this way now or i'm sharing with you this opportunity now to try it like this but had we not gone through those other motions you wouldn't even be ready to try this so it's an evolutionary process yeah that just you know um, had we jumped full force right to step number 10, you wouldn't have been ready to hear it anyway. So the fact that we worked through all those others is a bonus, even though it can sometimes feel frustrating. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one last thing I wanted to bring up before we kind of get into the details on this program and, and finish up here. We've talked about this before, but and, and we've kind of already talked about it today. But the whole idea of metabolic efficiency, I don't know mm. if people quite understand what that means, but... It's something that I know talking with you and experimenting on my own training and nutrition plan and, and with my clients that I, I think it's crucial, uh, crucial that this is something everybody is considering if you're seriously thinking about training for an obstacle course race. So what, what does that mean to be metabolically efficient? Yeah, so it, metabolically efficient really just means that your body is really efficient at metabolizing certain nutrients. So for and, and specifically how how efficient can we get your body at utilizing stored energy, right? So fat. So we want to look at it on two levels. One, we want your body to be metabolically efficient at breaking down and converting the foods that you're eating day to day into fuel. That's one thing. But on an even deeper level, we want to be able to make sure that your body is really good at um, converting stored energy into fuel. So number one, we need to clean up the diet. We need to get even energy systems between our carbs and our proteins and our fats getting in there. We need to really kind of 
we need to even that out a bit so that the body is not going through these fluctuations of all these different, you know, way high on carbs and then low and then high and then low. And so we want to kind of even it out. Then your body becomes efficient at uh, breaking those down without major fluctuations in blood sugar levels and insulin spikes and everything. But then we can work towards more metabolic efficiency of the body saying, hey, you know what? I have stored energy on my body. It's in it's in the form of adipose tissue or stored fat. If I can tap into that and utilize that, then if my person doesn't have any food to eat right now, I can still still sustain. And I think it's huge for people doing obstacle racing because especially as you get into the beast and the ultra beast, not even just during the race, but during training, if you can get your body to tap, tap into um, stored energy, like, uh, your stored f- body fat, which even, even a person with a lower percent of body fat, you still have some there. So it doesn't necessarily mean that you will not have to fuel during races, but if instead of having an energy gel, you know, every 30 to 40 minutes, you could have one every 60 minutes because your body was more efficient at utilizing its own stored energy for fuel. Then what that could mean is that you don't run into halfway through a beast race that you have this stomach upset and now you have to not take a few gels and now all of a sudden by the end of the race you're not as fast because your energy stores have depleted um, because your body just wasn't um, efficient at, at burning that fuel. So what it means is the opportunity for someone to have to fuel less during a race because your body's able to help sustain that. Um, and again, not just even during the race, but think about how as we're building our training how many long runs that you have to take, you know, I'm going, I'm going out this weekend for a 12 mile aerobic, um, getting as much elevation as I can. If, if I don't have to worry about fueling, if I can get my body to, you know, perhaps I'm at the point where I can get up. Um, I like to have a cup of coffee, but then, you know, I can go out and try to do a fasted run because I know it's aerobic, but again, I've worked on this for months and I can get through that whole run, just fueling off my stored fat and, feeling great and being able to do it. And now I'm not going to go into a beast race without doing any fuel because my heart rate's going to be a lot higher. Um, but if I know that I can get through 12 miles just on my own um, stored energy, then that means my body is pretty efficient at at converting energy, um, stored energy into active energy. And so that's it's a whole opportunity for people to really be able to fuel their races in a different sort of way. But again, it, it, it takes time and it takes good nutrition balance to start with before you can start start uh, getting down that path. But it's a very exciting opportunity, especially, like I said, anyone who's looking to do an ultra beast, it's almost like it's like you have to. <laughs> oh, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I'm really excited about this program. So, we're calling it the Fuel and Fire Elite Program, which I think fits it perfectly. Um, yes. It's specifically for Spartan race training, although, honestly, it'd be good for any any race training. But the obstacles, strategies we get into are, are specifically geared towards Spartan racing. Um, so what this program involves, it's total a 12-week program, um, 12 week of assessing and training with uh, Anne's 10-week nutrition program weaves into it. And I'll kind of explain on my side what, what I include, and then Anne, you can explain uh, on your side, but, uh, for the training side of it, like I mentioned, 
Every week, there's uh, a strength program, there's a running program, there's a tactical program where we go over obstacle-specific training. There is a, an obstacle breakdown where we're going to go over the most common obstacles you see um, and basically show you how to do it and give you a great strategy for getting through that obstacle. Um, and there's a recovery lesson, and then there's also just a, a lesson that I um, think is relevant on, on different topics, whether it's running form or breathing or sleeping. Lots of uh, cool little tips in there that I just thought were relevant in, in the program. So like we mentioned, we lay it out over 12 weeks. Every week builds on top of each other. And then, and I'll kind of let you give the summary, but within that, we, we worked in Anne's nutrition program. Yeah. And so for my nutrition program, what I do is we start off by, um, I give everybody the calculations so that you can figure out your macronutrient needs. And so this isn't about calories. It's about where those calories come from. So we look at breaking down the macros, proteins, fats, carbohydrates, develop some ranges for you to work within, and then utilizing uh, my fitness my fitness pal meal tracking software that's where people that's the most comprehensive one then we kind of have you track and see how well are you doing within those ranges um, and then i just build on it you know what what are carbs why do we why do we need them what are proteins what are fats i talk about label reading because i think that is so important and there's so much information on there that can be helpful so i, I make sure to go into that there's a huge component on nutrition and fueling going into hydration uh, fueling before and after and, and during the race. But then I also get into some of the other pieces that eventually can be what takes people off course. You know, we're talking about what are some of the obstacles and emotional barriers to keeping success in the long term? What about the real life situations of going out to eat, holidays, alcohol, and how are those going to play a role in your ongoing performance as well as your just overall um, ability to reach your nutrition goals? And then we we bring it all back together to, to look at developing some smart goals and identifying how to keep it going in the long term. And then I briefly touch at the end on what are all the different pathways that you can go down, such as intermittent fasting, vegan, ketogenic, all of those, and uh, how to get in touch with me to, to take it to that individual level and perhaps start incorporating those. Perfect. Well, it's pretty clear that Anne and I are super excited about this program, and we hope you're getting a little bit excited or maybe just a little intrigued by what you hear. Uh, really, the best part about this is you get to work with two coaches that are going to help you fast track your progress so you don't have to go through all the trial and error and um, trying to figure all this out on your own. You're going to use our experience, our mistakes that we've made uh, for you to learn from and really uh, get you to where you want to get with your performance as quickly and as safely as possible. And um, the cool thing is, is each week on top of the program, you're going to get those live coaching calls and Q&A from Anna and myself in our Facebook group each week. Plus, we'll be posting great content in there just for you guys that are in the program. Uh, like we mentioned, this is going to be for all levels, all distances of Spartan racing, whether it's the uh, Sprint Super Beast or, or even the Ultra Beast if you want to take that on. Uh, the, the workouts are based on the different different distances for that. And it's it's go at your own pace. You can do this if you work out with a group. You can do this on your own at home. Um, we can modify it to whatever equipment you have available. And um, really, the, the great thing is you can do this uh, on your own. We have all the support that you you need to be successful there. So if, if you'd like to, to learn more, to step up and, and take on this challenge, we're actually looking for 30 beta testers that we want to get started with. 
And for being one of these first 30, you're actually going to get $50 off the entire program. So uh, if this all sounds good, I want you to visit ocrunderground.com slash fuel-fire-elite, and then you can learn more about the program and then actually apply. And once you apply, we'll review your application, make sure it's a good fit for you. We'll hop on a call, explain everything, and then get you set up uh, to start the program. So uh, we're super excited. Hope you guys are too. If you have any questions, you can also email me at mike at ocrunderground.com. And even if you're not uh, planning on doing this program, I hope you took some value and found this interview today helpful and learned some things that you can implement into your training program. And uh, we'll be back soon with another awesome episode. Until next time, keep training smarter.